Hi, and welcome to episode 89 of No Crying in Baseball, the Why Aren't We Still at the Beach episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my my friend Potty Mouth, who's not as sunburned as I am. I am kind of sunburned. Are you? It's a little bit is, is, is covered up with the t-shirt. I'm also trying really hard to balance this hat and sunglasses on my head, because even though we're inside and it's nighttime, I feel like I want that beach vibe. On my head, literally. So your your head, your head, definitely. There's a beach vibe <laughs> emanating from your head. For me, it's the back of my shoulders. Yeah. Hey, we had some fluorescent green drinks this weekend. We did, and I put it on Twitter. So go go check out our feed to see how bright those drinks were. The, we did the most recent drinks that was. Yeah, we didn't think we were going to have a theme for this weekend, other than hey, we're at the beach. But as it turns out, we did, and we're going to talk about part of that today. On today's show, our boyfriend update tells you about some pretty spectacular hair and some surprising relief pitching. We're going to lament the cities of our birth. We did this this weekend at the beach over green drinks. That that helped because there was a lot of lamenting. There was a not safe for work kerfluffle between Pedro Strupp and Yasiel Puig, which we're going to tell you about. I would edit it, leave out a few words, but I don't think that's going to happen because Potty Mouth's going to tell you about that. The Dodgers have some news about netting that's really non-news and a little too late. The All-Star rosters are out, and we are going to tell you all about them. And we're going to report from the Maria Pepe series, which we're really excited about because girls playing baseball. But first, some hair. This is really what sticks out to me as being important for talking about Fernando Tatis Jr. His hair is coming along really marvelously, I would say, this season. It's getting a little longer. He's still got that blonde thing going. Once in a while, he has a really cute, like, one or two that hang on in the front of his face while while he's glaring or something like that and about (laughs) to steal a base. He is pretty awesome, but it is beyond the hair. And because I don't have too many of these boy baseball boyfriends, these guys that each of us picked in the offseason, one from each team that we thought were that cool guy that we'd like to hang out with and maybe might do some cool stuff on the field. So Tadis Jr., I want to hang out with him because of his hair. I also am happy that he's my baseball boyfriend because he is the first San Diego Padre with 10 home runs before the age of 21, before drinking age. He would not be able to share those green drinks with us at this point. What I like is you sort of picked him on spec. Yeah. You know, you picked it when it was kind of everything was a rumor, right? It was like, well, what what happened in the minors? He was a prospect. We had no idea his hair would turn out so well. I mean, this is this is you, you're being proven right in a lot of ways here. I like it. Yeah, although there are plenty of others on spec that we could bring up, but we're not going to right See, now. I'm trying to focus on the positive. Let me focus on the positive. After this weekend, that's such a good thing. You know, and also putting Fernando Tatis Jr. in the same sentence as Noma Garcia Para, who's one of the Red Sox heroes. They are the only two shortstops ever with double-digit home runs and double-digit steals before the All-Star break. Two fast guys who know what they're doing. Also, boyfriend qualities (laughs) that you look for. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeah, and and Tatis Jr., you will remember, he was injured already for a young guy, and he missed five days of June. Despite that, he has the most Padre rookie runs in the month of June. So I can't wait to see more of his hair in the second half and, of the And, and of maybe the, his bat. And yeah, all okay. those things. All those things. Hey, so my boyfriend, Russell Martin, the catcher with the Dodgers, I talked about him several months ago. Also good hair, really. Also pretty, pretty good hair. Yeah. And, you know, he's a you know a mature guy. He's a vet. I like that. I like, I like the veteran players. You know, they've been around a little bit. They know what they're doing on the field, probably also off the field. Um, a few months ago, we talked about him 
pitching an inning. And he- I was so confused when I saw those notes. Right. Because wait, no, catcher. Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. So he had a three up, three down inning. He had an ERA of zero. Well, they called on him again this week against the Diamondbacks. He pitched another inning and he got his first major league strikeout. You know, I know some teams who need some bullpen help. Well, they're now saying he's one of the better pieces of the bullpen with the Dodgers, but the Dodgers really don't need a whole lot of help in general. But he's there when called. They were losing like eight to two, I think, to the Diamondbacks. And so they, they called him up and he he rocked. Um, the problem is his offense is kind of sucky right now. And I have him on my fantasy team. And so what I need are his batting numbers. Those pitching numbers that strike out that ERA that remains at zero is not going to matter one bit for my fantasy league because he's in the wrong column. And I'm a little ticked, but he's still an awesome boyfriend. Hey, we have some more zeros to talk about. Talk about a segue. Jesus. (laughs) Sorry about that. So yeah, the cities of our births, in case you haven't picked up on this by now, dear listeners, Patty is from Cleveland and I am from Boston. And we're both very proud of the suffering that we did as young people with our teams And we had a little bit of a flashback this weekend, continuing to suffer. You kind of got both good, I don't know, maybe the best of both ends of this, because Cleveland lost Friday and Saturday. Let me rephrase that. Baltimore won two games in a row, which they haven't done in a long time. And you have a child named after the Baltimore Stadium, which shows your Baltimore allegiance. But you know, that city of my birth kind of thing. Yeah. Well, see, so my daughter kind of considers Baltimore that for her because she is named for that ballpark. So she also is... um, Kind of getting that feeling that we had the way the Orioles are doing this year and did last year. But so here's what happened. Can I say what happened? Oh, please do. Go ahead. So the O's beat the team from Cleveland 13 to 0. Not once, but twice. Two games in a row. Yeah, you heard that. They shut out the Cleveland team and they actually scored runs, like double digit runs, two days in a row. And they have set a major league record that's never ever happened. And 13. 13. That is an ominous, I, ominous, uh, shit, I knew I was going to fuck that up. Uh, ominous. Uh, ominous yes, number. You know, ominous number. Twice in a row dun, you get dun, 13. Dun, dun, dun. It sort of feels like you'd be stuck there in that bad luck zone. But Yeah, Cleveland beat him today, so I, th- I, think, right. I think that, you know, that's charmed a bit. Yeah, but it's always hard for me when, like, the two teams, those are my two American League teams, and when they play each other, it's like, mm. It's a win-win situation, uh, really. Yeah, or a So anyway, that was the land of my birth. Tell me about the land of your birth and how they fared this weekend. And where they fared this weekend. Right, right. So while we were at the beach, I decided we need a little bit of a break. And and Mr. Potty Mouth and I found the local brewery and twisted their arms. Yeah, how about that? And twisted their arms into putting on the London series game. We watched for about two hours and made it through two innings on Saturday. And then we realized that we really should re- rejoin the, the rest of the group who probably knew where we were hiding out. But We still. did because we were receiving group texts oh, yeah. keeping us surprised. And we all said, we're on vacation. Leave us alone. <laughs> so there's so many things to say about the London series between the Red Sox and the Yankees. I am not going to dwell because everybody else must be as sick of it as I am already. But my big question is, why did Urshela, the third baseman of the Yankees, why did he pull a Puig? I saw oh. a, a, a gif, and I always have to think before I say that word, too, of him licking his bat. And, you know, I – no, it's not okay. It's not okay because he knows where that bat's been, and it's not okay. And Puig knows where that bat's been, and it's not okay for him either. And I'm a mom, damn it, and I find this icky. 
I, yeah, I really think it's very unsanitary. There was rumor that um, Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox did the same thing. How did it work for any of them? Did it give them any any Puig luck? You know, I don't know. Bogarts did pretty well. Well, it was a lot of stuff going on. I don't know particularly how Urshela did. You know, Puig's not actually doing that well. Maybe I should just go into that and say, speaking of Puig, yeah. um, Puig had a day a couple days ago where he got plunked by Pedro Strop on a 3-0 count. So you know that the pitcher's not really in control at that point. Two outs, the Cubs were beating them, so maybe he felt pretty pissed about that. But he got, he took some major offense and charged the mound. Now, to give Strope a moment of a little bit of credit, he didn't back down from Puig coming at him. And Puig is a very large, angry man. and uh, He's ominous. He, he, yeah, there you go. He didn't back off, but he then he says some stupid shit. Stupid, that's a bad word. You know, as, as far as like the, the swear jar concept goes, I think stupid is worse when you're calling it at somebody. You know what I mean? It's, than, it's than a bad, some it's of a bad, bad thing. And, um, and he did that not in just once, but like in a larger context and it was bad. Yeah, he called Puig stupid, but not only did he call Puig stupid, he said it's not a secret that he's stupid. So he's saying not only do I think he's stupid, but I believe that everybody thinks Puig is stupid. And then he said he's stupid as fuck, which is, of course, a good a good phrase, but not, not about another person. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, see, and Puig even has said, I'm willing to let this go. I mean, you deal with it then, and then tomorrow is another game, and we'll have forgotten about it then. Well, except for this, you know, how stupid he is, and everybody knows he's stupid, that's news now, and that's not going to be forgotten. So this might turn into a thing. I mean, it was a bench-clearing conversation. It was. It was. And actually, there were heroes, and our boyfriend heroes in this conversation. So that's kind of the cool thing, is that Wilson Contreras, the Cubs catcher, and the Cubs first baseman, Anthony Rizzo, who we both kind of adore, were instrumental in keeping them apart. And Joey Votto, who is my boyfriend from the Reds from last year, was the one who actually went over to Puig and said, we need you. We need your bat. Like, don't fuck this up. I'm a Canadian. I know better. I know how to stay neutral. I know how to keep peace. Step back. So that, that all worked out well. I could briefly go back to the Red Sox. I know that's not like a a very adored thing to do around here, but when we're talking about David Ortiz, I missed seeing him with A-Rod on that series. Yeah, because they totally play off each other and they're really good together. Yeah, and A-Rod is just too much by himself is not okay. But, you know, and it was just that reminder about why he wasn't there. My girl Jesse didn't go with him. Jess wasn't there. You know, I didn't notice. Oh, boy. I, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Maybe. So me, it, was, so the, it was a bar. So the sound was off. So we were on semi-closed caption. So we didn't see a lot of them, like, right before the, the game. So I'm when not When you sure. think about how well we fact-checked this episode, remember, we were at the <laughs> beach till, like, 10 minutes ago yeah. and see green drinks above. I'm right. just putting that out there. Right. All right. Um. So we talked not too long ago about extending the netting actually last week because the White Sox and the Nationals are heroes. Remember first place? Well, the Dodgers are vying for third place with extending protective netting, but not really. I think they're all talk right now. So you remember we mentioned that Cody Bellinger hit a foul ball that struck a girl in the head. She went to the hospital, was diagnosed with a concussion. And Bellinger feels terrible about it and says, we need to extend this netting. It's stupid. It's 
Oh, I used the stupid word. It's I don't think that's, he said stupid, but that's a good use of it, right? Though. It's a bad choice. That's right? exactly when you should use stupid. Exactly we, when you should use it. It's it's obvious what we should do to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. So the Dodgers the next day said, Oh, well, you know, we started studying this in the off season. And we continue to study it. And when we're done studying it, we promise we'll do what the study says. We'll tell you the timeline then. Isn't that reassuring to the people who are getting hit in the head by foul balls in Dodger Stadium? I can't believe nobody caught that, noticing that after the fact, saying that you had a study before the fact would come off as, say, self-serving. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, that's just not good on on any, I mean, I guess it's good that they fessed up about it, but really, the timing is It's a cover your ass thing. It's like, oh no, no, we're working on it. We don't know when. We don't know what. So, well, the answer is to the foul poles and the the other part of the answer is now, please. Mm -hmm. You got the all-star break. Do it then. The Nationals can get it done then. You can get it done then, too. Two related points. Um, If you follow Deadspin, and I recommend that you do, they did an actual serious piece for once, kind of an investigative report piece on people who are injured by foul balls. There are so many of them that there's actually a support group, a support group of people who are injured seriously or have family members who are injured seriously by foul balls. That's kind of scary because I I mean, I've seen the once in a while sort of sensational one day or two day pieces, but then you rarely hear any foul, uh, foul up, <laughs> follow up about what happened. And it just doesn't it's never occurred to me that it was that huge of a problem. It's a big problem. And one of the related problems is when you buy a ticket to a major league ball game, you are basically saying, I am taking responsibility for knowing, you know, I'm sitting in a dangerous place and I'm choosing to do it. So if something bad happens, that's on me. And major league baseball is not held accountable for it. Scary. So um, on a secondary related note, the lawyer for the two-year-old who was hit in um, at the Astros stadium, they have a lawyer. I'm glad about that. Mm-hmm. Released a press uh, a press statement saying that a press release that she actually has a fractured skull. This is a two year old girl, a fractured skull, and is on seizure medication right now. And everyone was horrified when this happened. And have the Astros announced they're extending their netting? No. And the reality is, I guess we need more lawyers. Did you hear that, Mr. Prottymouth? We need more lawyers out there because that's how things change, really, when it comes down to it. Or, so or we need fans. Or we need fans yeah. to say, hey, this is not okay anymore. You're putting it on us saying, oh, you know, you don't want to spoil our, our visit to the ballpark by protecting us with this netting that we can see through just fine. Thank you very much. No. Speak up, please, fans. And when, when the Nationals announced, I emailed them right away and said, thank you. I am so proud that my home team did that. Oh, and nice. I got a very nice little note back. All right. I, I will did. Do, I'll, I will follow in your footsteps. So if you're in a place that's not doing that, please tell them, please do that because I would like to come to games and I don't want to be hurt. I don't want other people to get hurt. If your team is doing that, send them a thank you note. Let them know you agree with that if you do. Or another reason to sit up with us in section 408. Because nothing bad ever happens there. <laughs> we get yelled at sometimes. Nothing bad. Though. Nothing bad. It's just just people with, you know, that are a little bitter that we don't they don't get interviewed on the podcast and stuff. But I'm not mentioning any <laughs> names. Hey, how about that all-star roster? How about that all-star roster? There's an all-star game coming up. And actually, we have- oh, Land of my birth. It's in the land of my birth. It Yay! is. And we have so much weekend baseball fun coming at you. Who knows? But more on that later. Who knows where we'll be talking to you from next weekend. We did some picks a couple weeks ago. You should go back and check our picks because I don't even remember who my picks were. But I can tell you who nobody picked. Who's not going to Cleveland? Who is not going to? Harper and Machado. As much Ah. as we tried to avoid talking about them at the beginning of the season, we don't have to talk about them for the All-Star series, series, game, 
the all-star thing. It, it, feels, all-star it feels like a long thing, thing because that, there's just so much going on. Yeah. We're not talking about Harper and Machado. Done with that. We will talk about the guys we like who got voted in, and then the reserves just got announced before we started recording. So I'll start with my American League uh, picks. I got one who I picked who got (laughs) voted in. That was Mike Trout. Yeah, I was not going out on a limb for that one. He's the only guy I picked, but... I voted in the finals for Polanco and Brantley. None of my baseball boyfriends, none of them got voted in from the American League. That's really disappointing. I'm sorry about that. Did yours? Um, I did okay. Oh, you did do. Well, I did okay. <laughs> you did well. So um, Carlos Santana, who mm-hmm. was my first base pick, got in. And I'm really excited because he's plays for Cleveland. And it's good to have, you know, to play in the All-Star game in your hometown is Awfully cool. Um, DJ LeMahieu is my current boyfriend from the Yankees. He is your second baseman. Um, Jorge Polanco, who I said, here's who I want to see play shortstop. Hello, twins. He's doing that. And um, Michael Brantley, who I said, hey, he's my boyfriend. He plays outfield. He's doing great. Let's get him in there. So I did all right with the starting lineup there. And then um, with the reserves, Matt Chapman, uh, third baseman from the Oakland A's, was my pick there. So I did kind of okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't hit the reserves. I did a... No, I didn't pick anybody who got in on the reserves. But I do have some boyfriends. National League was Chris Bryant, my ex-boyfriend, uh, Charlie Blackman from the Rockies got picked as a reserve. And my current Rockies boyfriend, David Dahl. So I got a couple of Rockies boyfriends out there. Yay. And Mookie Betts, who is my forever boyfriend, I ironically did not pick him nor vote for him. I guess I didn't have the option. No, I, I could have. Yeah, I didn't. Nothing. I didn't pick him, but he's in. So I get a little bit of yay. You, you get a little yay L- for that. little excitement. Yeah. So um, how do we do? You did better with National League, right? Yes, I had a pick and a boyfriend. So Ketel Marte, second base for the D-backs, he was voted in and I picked him and he's my boyfriend. So that's like, I'm going to be all go Marte during the game. I uh, I also picked Bellinger and Yelich. Neither one are my boyfriend, but they're both not exactly surprises. And I voted for Contreras, Bias, and Arenado, none of which are my boyfriends. So my only boyfriend National League deal is uh is Marte. So I did pretty well National League. I feel good about this. So we both had Yelich and Bellinger for um for outfield for the National League and Yelich is my boyfriend. Thank you very much. And also the third starter is Acuña Jr. who is my boyfriend from Atlanta. So I'm liking the starting outfield quite a bit. Though that's all I had for who got voted in for the National League. Now I did all right with the reserves. Um JT Realmuto who I said, "Hey, he's my catcher vote." Got in Josh Bell who we, we both had mm-hmm. um for second base is in there. First. First right? base for first base is in there. Jeez, oh, Pete's Moustakas is in there. Um, Paul DeYoung is my current boyfriend. He's in there. Trevor Story, my last year's boyfriend, who I also promoted, is there. And my once and forever boyfriend, Anthony Rendon, is finally going to an all-star game, albeit as a reserve. But you know what? The other players pick the reserves, and I like that. If I had to pick who I wanted to vote for me, it would be I want the respect of my peers, right? I'm seeing a lot of celebration on Rendon because it's just overdue. He should have been there last year, and he should have been on the vote and all those things. So I am super happy because I chose him to. I think I fucked up a bit on my order, but you guys will all understand me with my reserves because I talked about National League and American League at the same time. And speaking of me fucking up, zero. 
zero of my pitchers, zero. I have the cards for pitching, and apparently that's why I'm still in last place. That and my ineptitude of remembering that it's Saturday and I have to change my lineup for our fantasy baseball boyfriend league. You have pitchers? I have one, yeah. but I have the one. Yeah. I have Max Scherzer, who um, just today, in fact, had 14 strikeouts, his first time back to Detroit in five years, and it's his fourth game in a row that he started where he had double digit strikeouts what i want to hear is people stop talking about trading scherzer midseason this year because he is doing some really amazing things and he is such the heart of the nationals and they keep talking about it because he is the guy we would get the most in return for but he'd be too big a loss i'm with you i don't want to hear that either and you know what the nats have the best record in baseball from may 24th Mm -hmm. on right now so i think we're on a, a little bit of a tear so i think those rumors are unfounded currently because we're kind of going places a little bit. Yeah. And the rest of the division is not stellar. So I think there's a shot. Yeah. We're keeping Scherzer. Uh, I want to play a guessing game with you, though. Guess which foreign country, and I'm not including Puerto Rico here. Guess which, <laughs> because that's yeah. not a different country. There it's a go. colony. That's different. Um, guess which one has the most foreign rep- – the foreign, uh, repeat, the most representation in the all-star lineup. Which which country has the most guys? So here's what I'm going to do. My kid uh, works for a local collegiate wooden back, back summer – collegiate wooden bat summer league team. nothing to do see, with the beach week. <laughs> see green drinks above and right. beer in my hand right now. And they do a trivia question every time. And she called me and said, hey, here's a trivia question. I got the answer. Can you get the answer? And she said, guess what country has behind the United States – has the most active major league players. And I said, Dominican Republic. And she said, yes. So I'm going to go with Dominican Republic. Yep. And they and they won it in a landslide. They have six. The next closest is Cuba that's claiming four, but I'm going to, they're including J.D. Martinez, who's U.S. born of Cuban descent. I'm not quite sure that counts. And then there's two uh, from Venezuela. And if you want to count Puerto Rico, there's two. And then there's one South Korea. I think that's it for... For foreign all-stars, foreign born all-stars. I'm really psyched about the home run derby though, because it's shaping up to be exciting. And we don't even know everybody yet, but the ones we do know, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and they're young. I mean, Guerrero Jr., uh, Carlos Santana. So you can so Cleveland can go nuts the way that we saw DC go with Harper Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah, actually, that would be great if Santana could take the Right. Home run derby. Right. And then we have Bell and Yelich and Pete Alonso, who right. you've got to be like psyched to be checking I am. Out. He's my pick for rookie of the year because, man, he's hitting those 400 foot hom- homers right and left. Well, no, I guess just one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then you might have a boyfriend in there with Ronald Acuna Jr. There's a rumor. We'll see if he well, shows Besides up. my boyfriend in there with Yelich. Oh, yeah. And I've got zero. It's going to be fun to watch. It will be. I'll scream. There is more exciting local young people baseball that has happened this past weekend. The Maria Pepe series happened. We talked about this exactly a year ago when they had the first annual. And I think having the second annual is even cooler because that makes that annual word meaningful. Because It's like it the happened. second date. The first one worked, so you get another one. Exactly. Yeah. And it seems like, and this is girls baseball, and thanks to Baseball for All and the efforts of Justine Siegel and a lot of other wonderful people, and we talked to Perry Barber last week, who's been very involved in Baseball for All, 
it is spreading and there are more regional tournaments. So much that there was one article that said that this is the East Coast's largest girls baseball tournament. tournament. (laughs) Oh my God. We could have a bloopers, but we don't have tech support for that. East Coast's largest (laughs) baseball tournament. Um, Because I think there is another one that just started, but it's... Again, that means there's more than one. So yay. So many good things. So many good things. And this is, of course, named after Maria Pepe, who was there. And she is the woman who was once a little girl who now the National Organization for Women backed her when Little League wouldn't let her play because she was a girl. Luckily, they won. This was in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. It was way back. Yeah, the case was settled in 74. I think it started a couple of years earlier. The sad part is when it was settled, she was too old to play Little League. Mm. But many girls have been able to because of that. And I guess there was a really emotional moment where she was addressing the girls on the field where she was prohibited to play. Oh, my God. And spoke to all these girls playing baseball. So is that a oh, beautiful that image? Stunning. I love that. There were over 130 girls there. So, yeah, it's growing and it's growing. And there was the the New York Wonders and the Boston Slammers fielded teams at three of the levels. They had nine and under, 11 and under, 13 and under, and 18 and under. And then our DC Force was there with a couple teams. And then there was also a team from Hoboken. Hoboken? How do you say that? Hoboken. New Jersey. The RBI, Toronto, Diamond, and I love the Quebec Troublemakers. I really got to look into that. <laughs> so stay tuned. There's going to be the national tournament coming at the end of July, and you know we're going to be looking into that. If you want to see other women take the field and do impressive things, you can cross-train this week. You can cross-train your week this week with Women's World Cup Soccer USA's team made the semifinal, surprising no one. The semifinal games are this week, and the final is next week, Sunday, when we might be a little distracted with all-star stuff, but go USA, watch some women's soccer. Yay, soccer. And right now, or very soon after we record, there's more U.S. soccer happening. There's the Copa de Oro, which is the Central American, North American, and the only reason why this is worth mentioning is because the U.S. is about to play Curacao. You love Curacao. Curacao. Well, the guys from Curacao. (laughs) Yes, go back to any of our off-season episodes. Chances are you will hear me talking about a baseball player from Curacao. It's a quarterfinal game, so Curacao is doing well somehow, and we will see if the U.S. beats Curacao. I hear it's the goalie. I, I there, Yeah, well, <laughs> so we'll see. My, my money would be on the United States, so there's lots of soccer happening now. Oh, but there's also baseball boyfriend fantasy league happening, and I have to say that there is a new leader in first place. There's just, news? There's a change? There, there is there's change. There's been a change in months. I was just notified of this change because I had fallen asleep at the wheel and the leftovers have taken over first place of our Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League. So stay tuned. We're all, almost at the All-Star break. And it's by half a point. So it's it's here to stay. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's right. solid. Hey, you said All-Star break. You know what's happening this weekend? The All-Star weekend begins. Cleveland, here we come. We are volunteering for a whole bunch of events around the All-Star game. The parties. We're going to the parties. We're going to the parties. Well, we'll be wearing the cute little shirts and handing out gift bags to people who are actually going to the parties. But we'll be nearby. Mm-hmm. We'll be near the parties for many hours. We're going to be at the Rock Hall. We're going to be at a Killers concert. Um, probably not seeing any actual baseball. But that's okay because we want to just be immersed in the whole thing. Yeah, and we're going to see people who play baseball. So maybe we'll be rubbing some shoulders or something. 
yeah. that sounds we'll a little see. creepy, but okay. <laughs> All um, right. Hey, I, I, wanted, I wanted to say one more thing about the All-Star Game. Last year when it was here in Washington, we talked about how Major League Baseball and the Nationals made investments in the community because the All-Star Game was here. That happens in every city. And I went back and found that way back in April, and we missed this, um, MLB and the Cleveland baseball team are, agreed to invest $5 million in community work in the city of Cleveland. Some of it is you know, building or refurbishing ball fields, baseball and softball ball fields. And one of them is really cool. It's different than that. It's, you know, boys and girls clubs are very, are, are very much a charity focus, a philanthropy focus mm-hmm. for, um, for baseball. They are building like a tech lab so kids can learn like music production and all that stuff. Oh, how cool because, is that? Because, hello, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cleveland Thematic. Rocks. And so they they, they kind of like tied it back to what, what is it about Cleveland also with baseball, $5 million, people. So hooray, you want to host the the All-Star Game. And the, the banner would be awesome if at the end they took your advice and finally renamed the team the Cleveland Rocks. It's a dream. It yeah. is a dream. Hey, so while we're driving to Cleveland, or even before that, or if you're driving to Cleveland, you should queue up some past episodes to get caught up. Please tell your friends if you like what you hear and think they might like it too. And if you get a chance to um, subscribe and review and leave us a rating, that would be a lovely thing. Until next time, maybe from Cleveland. Say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth.